Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, May 16th. 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Spike Lee, Damon Wayans, Paulie Perrette, Donald Glover, Kristen Stewart, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say... He's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow up button on top of the show page, and that way it will give you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, just click on, just give me a call. The call in number is 347 637 2656, and press the number one. That's 347 637 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. And you can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O and the number 14. And also follow me on Instagram. Just go to T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy, rainy uh, 65 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's listening on the phone line, in the com- on the computer, in the chat room. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And uh, also... I, if you this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We broadcast from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern right here on BTR. So uh, 
uh, last month was our eighth anniversary here on Blog Talk Radio. So I want to give a shout out to you, especially to the listeners, to the fans, for tuning in every week and from being there from the very beginning. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, last week I took a break, but this week we're going to be talking about uh, the Billboard Music Awards is this Sunday, May 20th. It's going to be broadcasting for the first time on NBC. Uh, Janet Jackson is supposed to be supposed to be performing live, and you know Janet hadn't performed on TV in a while live, so I'm looking forward to that. Also, this week we're going to be talking about director Spike Lee. You know he has a new movie out called um, The Black. The Black Klansman uh, It made its debut at the Cannes Film Festival And uh, Spike Lee Has some very harsh words About number 45 Donald Trump, I'll tell you more about it Damon Wayans Had just uh, put his former uh, Co-worker on blast Matter of fact uh, If you haven't heard, you know, this is uh, For the past two weeks now A lot of the networks have been uh, Telling uh a lot of the fans about what shows are coming back, what shows have been canceled. And uh, one of the shows, Lethal Weapon, was pretty much up in the air. Fox didn't know whether it was going to renew it because they had some issues with one of the the main star, uh, Damon Wayan and Clay Crawford. And uh, Clay Crawford has been fired. But uh, since he's been fired, Damon Wayan has been putting a series of things on social media about detailed allegations on Clay's, Clay's uh, behavior, which might, which was might have been the cause towards this uh, firing. Also this week, uh, actress Polly Porrette, who you know from the NCIS, Naval Criminal Investigative Service, she's in the news uh, recently. Um, she's leaving the show because uh, she has been physically threatened, and now there's some uh, accusations from her ex-husband saying that he's uh, accusing her of sending him death threats. Tell you more about it. Also, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Donald Glover. Uh, if you haven't seen his new uh, video, "This Is America," his to his new song that was released, and people are really talking about it. He's having a good. Um, he, he's he should you know he's it's, it, I guess you can say he's glowing. He's now he's red hot now. Not only he has a number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, but he also um, he recently was on SNL recently. He uh, He's also in the new uh, Solo movie, the Star Wars Solo. So he's having a good uh, good 2018 here. And also, YouTube uh, is getting ready to make a detour to their upcoming tour, and I'll tell you which uh, stop they're making, and you'll be surprised. Also, Kristen Stewart's in the news, apparently, uh you know, she was at Cannes, Cannes Film Festival, and uh, for years Cannes had this strict uh, dress code about women wearing nothing but heels on the red carpet, no flats, men have to always wear tucks. And Christian Stewart said there's got to be a change to that. But uh, she did something, and I'll tell you what she did, which was might have some kind of a ripple effect, but I'll tell you about it. So let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. 
All right, all right. Uh, well, you know, the weather here in New York City, uh, we had 90-something degrees. It was so humid yesterday. And now it's cloudy, it's raining. We had some bad uh, bad storm come through last night, causing the temperature to drop, and it's still cloudy and rainy. So it's the difference between yesterday and today like night and day, just a big difference in the weather. Just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Director Spike Lee, well, he railed against President Trump in an explicit lace monologue on Tuesday following the debut of his film Black Klansman at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Lee criticized Trump's response to a white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia last summer and reportedly referred to the president as a mf The 61-year-old filmmaker movie is loosely based on a true story about a black police officer who worked with a Jewish detective to infuriate a Ku Klux Klan. The film ends with footage from the protests in Charlottesville where a woman was killed after a man plowed his car into a crowd of counter-protesters during the the United the Right rally. Lee said he reached out to the mother of Heather Heyer, who died during the uh, the incident in Charlottesville, to get her get her permission to use the footage. The ending scene, which were, were ended, uh, was added after the film already wrapped, also includes Trump televised response to the Charlottesville arrest, unrest with the final image of an upside-down American flag. Now, Lee, who refused to identify Trump by name, called Charlottesville an ugly, ugly, ugly blemish on America and condemned the president for not using it as an opportunity to denounce the Ku Klux Klan and the alt-right. Trump said there were blames on both sides for the violence that broke out between white supremacists and counter-protesters. Lee also noted that racism depicted in his new film is not unique to the United States, but an issue that plagues the whole world. And he's right. You know, it's a shame that we we have, America has this ugly, nasty, background of racism on this country since slavery and for Trump to use that platform to make America great again, he's not using that to do that. You know, he and Spike Lee is right. He should have called out that alt right group and include but he's saying that they were fine people. But as you know, Trump has a history. Now he'll say that he's not a racist he said that he loves all people, but that was not necessarily the case. Now, if you're from New York, where Trump is from, or New York City, you know that Trump has a past with racism. Um, he has, it goes all the way down to his father when they were building up these elaborate uh, buildings, these co-ops, and then want people of color living in these co-ops and these buildings that they were designing. So... We weren't surprised because we knew about Trump, you know, since, you know, we knew all about him. That's his M.O. So now it's for the country to know what he's really about. And it's not just the United States. You know, uh, as black people, as we travel, starting to travel the world more, starting to see more places, we're starting to make more money, there's a problem with certain people have a problem with that. And when we go to places like Europe and everything, people who never seen black people or never had a black friend, 
have an issue with that. Case in point, look at the controversial ad at H&M when the, the little black boy was called a monkey in the ad, and I, I hate to call the mother ignorant, but she didn't understand what was the big fuss. But that's how the world sees us. You know, when we're not considered uh, equal, we're not considered uh, human, and you, this is what Spike Lee is talking about. So he had, you know, this is how he feel, and he felt that, you know, and also too, there was a shooting here in the United States at a Waffle House. A, a black man saved the day, and Trump. Still hadn't congratulated the man in saving the people and to jump in as a hero. He's just now getting to the man from I from the recent news report. But he should have been the very first day when he found out about this man who tried to save people from this shooting. He should have went and addressed him the next day. See, this is what we're talking about. We're not making this up. Damon Wayans claimed that his former Lethal Weapon co-star, Clay Crawford, injured him, him on set during the filming of the Fox series. Right after the show was renewed for the third season without Crawford, Wayans took to Twitter on Monday night, May 14, to detail the allegations. Wayans tweeted alongside a video of himself being hit by a shrapnel uh, during a small explosion on the set. Now, the actor later followed it up with a second tweet that featured a close-up look at his injury. The back of his head could be seen bleeding as blood dripped down his neck. Now, Wayne's didn't stop there. In another tweet, he alleged that Crawford, who was fired from Lethal Weapon over bad behavior on the set, hit another actor in the mouth with a bottle of green tea and busted his mouth open. Both representatives for Warner Brothers TV and Herrickson hasn't commented on the Wayans allegation. Wayne later shared a photo of a sticker he could see could be seen around the studio lot where the show was filmed. The sticker had words that read, quote, Clay Crawford is an emotional terrorist, unquote. Crawford, who starred as Martin Riggs on the drama, previously issued an apology following bad behavior scandal. He admitted he had been reprimanded twice during the filming. Recently, Fox announced that Lethal Weapon would return without Crawford Riggs. The new season will instead star Sean William Scott, who is cast as Riggs' brother. And actress Paulie Perrette, ex-husband, has accused her of sending him death threats. Canadian musician Coyote Shiver has filed a personal injury case against the former NCIS star, claiming she threatened his life and tried to defame him. Perrette and Shivers were married from 2000 to 2006, and during their acrimonious divorce, the actress accused her ex-husband of physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. However, Shivers now alleged Perrette has been stalking him since they split and and once broke into his house through a window and attacked a female friend. Now, according to the Blash, Shivers also claimed that the 49-year-old had sent malicious, harassing, and legally uh, uh, defamatory correspondence to his Hollywood United Neighborhood Council associates and has called him a stalker in public. The lawsuit comes days after the actress alluded to multiple physical assaults she allegedly suffered while working on NCIS Naval Criminal Investigative Service, but did not elaborate on who committed the assault against her or where or when they took place. 
And as an entertainment entity, Donald Glover has been glowing, shall we say, for quite some time, but lately he and his career are glowing red hot. One reason is that This Is America, the new song he released under his childish Gambino moniker, it debuted at number one on the Billboard magazine Hot 100 chart, making it the most stream and top-selling song of the week. The multi-talented star Sneak released the song and video on May 6th. It immediately struck a chord with music fans thanks to the video haunting images of black oppression and gun violence. This America is already the biggest hit of Glover's music career, beating out his 2017 hit Red Bone, which peaked at number 12. But This Is America is not the only reason Glover is glowing. His Atlanta TV show continues to slay ratings. Wise of, of course, there that there's had that these hot little uh, Star Wars film solo that he's starring in at Lando Calrissian. Uh, it opens in theater May 25th and is expected to be the number one film that week. Wow! Congratulations. And Kristen Stewart is such a rebel, and she recently took it to the international level. The Snow White and Huntsman star broke the hills only rule at the Cannes Film Festival by going barefoot at the at the event on Monday night, May 14. The 28-year-old star was heading into the premiere of Spike Lee's new film, Black Klansman, when she ditched her black hills. The Belle Swan and Twilight Saga movies who stun in a sparkling silver Chanel mini-dress proceed to walk barefoot on the red carpet while carrying her Louboutin shoes. Now, Cannes Film Festival rules maintain that women at gala premieres must wear heels and not flats, while men must wear a black tie. Kristen had been uh, previously spoken about the dress code. She once again addressed the issue in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter in 2017. Julia Roberts pulled a similar stunt in 2016 when she walked the red carpet barefoot while attending the premiere of her movie, Money Monster. Meanwhile, in 2015, it was reported that several women in their 50s were turned away from the festival because they wore flats. Responding to the controversy, uh, festival director uh, Terry Fremont claimed on his Twitter account on the, at the time, quote, For the steps, red carpet, nothing has changed. Smoking tuxedo, black tie, no mention of heels, unquote. And you two will take a detour to Harlem on this upcoming tour with or without you. The band announced Tuesday it will play the Intimate Apollo Theater on June 11, an exclusive show for Sirius XM subscribers. The tiny audience will hear hits from Songs of Experience as well as U2 classics from a 40-year career. The Apollo Theater, which will be U2's smallest New York venue since a 2000 Irving Plaza show, has also hosted legends including Paul McCarthy, Bruce Springsteen, and Guns N' Roses for special Sirius XM shows. Subscribers will have the chance to win tickets through an email invitation. Other shows on the tour include stops in Los Angeles, Chicago, Atlanta, and Boston. And rapper and actress Queen Latifah has received an honorary doctorate degree in fine arts from Rucker University in New Jersey. The New Jersey native delivered a commencement speech at the university on Monday, May 14, and during her time at the podium, the Girl Trip star urged students to take care of home and to help to raise their peers up in society. The 48-year-old real name, who's Dana Owens, also took to social media to celebrate her honor after the graduation ceremony. The new honor has given Owens something to smile about after losing her mom in March. Rita Owens passed away after struggling with heart condition for over a decade. 
Right now we have 19 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every Wednesday between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you are new to Block Talk Radio and like to know more about the show, Subscribe to Block Talk Radio. It's free. All you have to do is give yourself a name, and you can listen to not just my show on the network, but other shows here as well. Make sure you click on the follow-up button so that it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. And also check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash That's Entertainment Radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertainment One. And also follow me at Stiletto14 and at T. Jones Gibbs on Instagram. DJ Khaled had, uh, can put a literal twist on his winning claims, and he is nominated for leading six trophies for the BET Awards, including Album of the Year for Grateful and Video of the Year for Wild Thoughts, which featured Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. Nomination for next month's ceremony were announced on Tuesday night. Other top nominees include Migos and SZA, both of whom were nominated for four awards. Bruno Mars, Drake, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Cardi B, and Chris Brown also up for key awards. Pulitzer Prize winner Kendrick Lamar received a Best uh, Best Album nod for Damn and will compete in the category against himself as his Black Panther soundtrack is also nominated. The film is also nominated for Best Movie along with Girl Trip and Wrinkle in Time, among other films. Tiffany Haddish is nominated for Best Actress along with the likes of Issa Rae and Lupita Nyong'o, while Michael B. Jordan faces off against Chadwick Boseman and more for Best Actor. Venus and Serena Williams are among the nominees for Sportswoman of the Year, while LeBron James and Steph Curry are among the Sportsmen of the Year nominees. The BET Award will air live on BET on June 24th from Los Angeles, and make sure you go to their website to see the full list of nominees. And uh, Megan Trainer has set her sights on conquering Hollywood and is building up her acting resume. The All About That Base hit market Hitmaker scored a voice role in the family film Smurf, The Lost Village, last year, and after having her song Me Too featuring Amy Schumer's new comedy I Feel Pretty, she is eager to expand her presence on the big screen. Megan has explained that her ideal movies are projects like I Feel Pretty, but she won't be appearing as part of a main movie cast anytime soon. Meanwhile, the singer revealed that she didn't hesitate when I Feel Pretty producers reach out to her about using her music for the movie. And besides I Feel Pretty, Megan Music has also been used in TV shows such as Younger, Glee, and RuPaul Drag Race, as well as films like Mother's Day, The Intern, and The Peanut Movie. And Beastie Boys, their first memoir, is set to include contributions from comedian Amy Poehler and filmmaker Spike Jones and Wes Anderson. The Beastie Boys book will feature rare photos, original illustration, a cookbook, a graphic novel, a map of Beastie Boys New York, and mixtape playlists. The survivor members of the trio, Mike D. and Adra, have been working on the project since 2013. The book can be pre-ordered right now. 
And uh, actor Jim Parsons has been forced to withdraw from a string of performances of Broadway play The Boys in the Band after suffering a fractured foot on stage. The Big Bang Theory star tripped during the encore at Saturday's May 12 matinee and ended up limping off the platform, prompting show officials to cancel that evening's production. The show resumes on Monday, May 14, with Matt McGrath, Parsons stand in taking his place and now it's being uh it's now it's been revealed that the forty five year old is nursing a foot fracture. His co star and friends to the show, Andrew Reynolds, also assured fans that Parson would soon be back on his feet. Now Parsons stars alongside Reynolds, Zachary Quinto and Matthew Bomer, among others, in the fiftieth anniversary revival of the nineteen sixty eight Mark Crowley play, which revolves around a gay man's birthday party. Wow. And uh, Shannon Doherty uh, is uh, recovering from reconstructive surgery for a mastectomy she had more than two years ago. The former Beverly Hill 90210 star has shared a photo of herself in the hospital on Instagram while thanking her mother for being there for her. Early this month, Shannon revealed she had banked some blood ahead of the surgery. Uh, Shannon Doherty was first diagnosed with breast cancer in August 2015, and later revealed the diagnosis. Uh, uh, later revealed that the disease had spread. As a result, she underwent several rounds of chemotherapy as well as a single mastectomy. Last month, she re- revealed on Instagram that a post-cancer tumor scan came back elevated. Wow. Right now we have uh, 25 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour, we got uh, information about uh, disgraced comedian Bill Cosby. They have a date of his sentencing. I'll tell you about that. Also, uh, wrestler-turned-actor John Cena, uh, he might be giving us hope for a reunion with his ex-fiancee, Nikki Bella, after a change of heart about his opposition to starting a family. I'll tell you more about it. And the Avengers' Infinity War is continuing to destroy the competition by earning its third week atop the North American box office. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, he's seeking um, some a payout from the Weinstein Company because they're thinking about selling the rights to his first musical, The Heights. I'll tell you more about that. And Jennifer Love Hewer has a new role on TV. I'll tell you what it is. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We have 29 minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, that was new music from Zane and Let Me. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about the latest about uh, Bill Cosby. Well, they just finally uh, gave a date on his sentencing. Uh, disgraced comedian Bill Cosby will sentence following his sexual assault conviction in September. The Cosby Show star was found guilty on three counts of aggravated indecent assault in a Pennsylvania court last month for his January 2004 attack on Andrea Constant, a former employee at the actor's alma mater, Temple University. She claimed the funny man had drugged and assaulted her at his home in the state. The 80-year-old, who had always maintained the sex was consensual, is facing up to 10 years behind bars for each count. Sentencing has been set for September 24th and 25th. Cosby is currently on the house arrest as his lawyer planned to appeal the conviction, which was delivered at the end of his second trial. The case was originally tried in 2017, but ended in a mistrial. And wrestler-turned-actor John Cena is holding out hope for a reunion with his ex-fiancee Nikki Bella after having a change of heart about his opposition to starting a family. The train wreck star and his fellow wrestler called it quits in mid-April, just weeks before they were set to become husband and wife. Reports indicated one of the main reasons for the split was John's refusal to have children despite Nikki's dream of one day becoming a mother. During a candid conversation on on the breakfast show today on Monday, May 14th, John claimed he didn't see the breakup coming, and he's been through a lot of emotional ups and downs since Nikki called off their engagement. The 41-year-old went on to dismiss rumors suggesting he is enjoying the single life, insisting he just wants to do whatever it takes to make Nikki happy because he is not interested in dating anyone else. He said, quote, I still love Nicole. I still love to marry Nicole. I still would love to have a family with Nicole. This is what he's explaining, the the reason why they're still trying to try and work things out. He said, I don't want anybody else. I love Nicole, and I'm really trying to support her and her trying to find whatever it is she wants that made this fall apart in the first place. Now, acknowledging his change of heart regarding kids, John realized he stuck to the decision he made during his youth, uh, uh, during his youth out, of, out of stubbornness. Uh, Senna said, quote, uh, it took a very strong look in the mirror for me to be like, why don't I want kids? This is the person in my number, this person is my number one and something that's very valuable to her. Of course, we can do this, and I think it would be wonderful. She is my number one, and I want to make her happy. And he said he wants to make her his wife. His, uh, he wants her to be his wife, and he wants to be the father of her children. And he said he wants to... Want, he wants to work on them, unquote. Uh, John and Nikki began dating in late 2012, and they became engaged at WrestleMania 33, the event which was in April of 2017. And the Avengers Affinity War is continuing to destroy the competition by earning its third week atop the North American box office. The Marvel blockbuster starring the likes of Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chadwick Boseman, Scarlett Johansson, and Josh Brolin added another $61.8 million to its hole to maintain pole position on the chart. 
is now taking fit, uh, about $547.8 million in North America alone, boasting its current worldwide earning to $1.6 billion, thanks to a massive $200 million opening in China. The continued success has helped the Assemble Action Epic become the fifth highest-grossing film in global box office history and the most popular superhero release to date. Infinity War replaces 2012 Avengers in the all-time top five as it eyed Jurassic World 1.671 billion take in fourth place. Avatar leads the poll with 2.788 billion ahead of Titanic as two with 20 uh, at two one no 2.187 billion and Star Wars: The Force Awakens at three with 2.068 billion. Back in the North American charts, Melissa McCarthy, new life of the party company, her latest collaboration with her filmmaker husband, Ben Falcone, is a distant second with $18.5 million, while Gabrielle Union's thriller, Breaking In, places third with $16.5 million, higher than most industry ex- expectations. Meanwhile, Anna Ferris' new Overboard remake is at four in the second weekend on its release. And John Krasinski and Emily Blunt horror film A Quiet Place continues to draw audiences more than a month after it launched, rounding out the next, uh, rounding out the new top five at five. And Lynn Manuel Miranda is seeking to bar bosses at the Weinstein Company from selling the rights to his first musical during their bankruptcy proceedings. The Hamilton star previously entered into an agreement with the Weinstein Company executives to have them option the right to the In the Heights to produce a remake of the stage production and a movie. Now, according to the Blast.com in May of 2017, bosses at TWC exercised the option to develop the film, but the agreement stated the project would have to go into principal production within nine months, and if it didn't, the rights would go back to Miranda. In February, after the deadline passed, Miranda contacted TWC officials to reclaim his work, but his messages were reportedly ignored. It has since emerged in the Heights is one of the projects included in the production company's bankruptcy filings, and Miranda is now seeking to ban producers from selling off the rights to the firm's new buyers and have a judge declare him as a musical lawful right owner. TWC executives filed for bankruptcy earlier this year following numerous accusations of sexual misconduct and assault against company co-founder Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein has denied all allegations of non-consensual sex, but he was forced out at uh, uh, he was forced out as a board member of the production company last year. TWC has since bought by private equity firm Lantern Capital. And uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is heading back to TV for the second season of Ryan's Murphy hit drama, 911. The former Party of Five and Ghost Whisper star will join returning leads Angela Bassett and Peter Krause for the emergency service-based show, which was co-created by Gwyneth Paltrow fiancé Brad Fulchuk. Hewitt would play the sister of Oliver Stark's firefighter character Evan Buckley as she kicks off a new career as a 911 operator. She replaces Connie Brenton, who plays operator Abby Clark in season one of the show. Now, Brenton had opt not to return as a regular, but producers are hoping her character will appear in a few episodes next season. And rejoice, because Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans 
are going to be ecstatic now because the series has been renewed for season six by ABC. However, the new season will be having 13 episodes only. It's down from the five previous seasons that had 22 episodes. Now, being the only Marvel-related series on the network, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. averaged a 1.2 rating in the 18 to 49 demo after being moved from Tuesdays to Fridays. It also brings its nearly 4 million total viewers with seven days of delay viewing as the drama remains a strong DVR performer. Now, the current Season 5 solely explains the relationship between the show and Avengers Infinity War. This season sees Agent Phil, uh, Phil Coulson, played by Clark Gregg, discovering that some, but not all, of his S.H.I.E.L.D. colleagues were taken with him and placed on board a mysterious spaceship. As they come in contact with some of the vessel's inhabitants, it becomes clear that something has gone terribly wrong. It also stars Ming-Na Wen as Agent Melinda May, Chloe Bennett as Daisy Johnson, Ian Day uh, Kalasteka as Agent Leo Fitz, and Elizabeth Henstridge as Agent Gemma Simmons. Marvel's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. drawing returning shows including Blackish, Fresh Off the Boat, Modern Family, Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, and How to Get Away with Murder. Season 5 of the Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is set to air its finale on Friday, May 18 at 9 p.m. on ABC. Meanwhile, the upcoming Season 6 hasn't had a premiere date just yet. And uh, Kevin may now stop waiting. That's right, CBS has opted not to renew Kevin Can Wait, a comedy starring Kevin James after two seasons. Kevin Can Wait followed Kevin Gable, who retires from the police force. He thinks life will be all about hanging out with his wife and kids and going on the occasional adventure with fellow retirees, Goody and Duffy, and his brother Kyle. The show, the, the show averaged about 7.7 million viewers and a 1.6 rating among adults 18 to 49, including DVR playback. Now, during season two, Kevin Can Wait underwent a major overhaul when Donna Gable, played by Aaron Hayes, was killed off without explanation. The show later brought in Kings of Queens star Leah Remini, who plays Kevin's former police partner, Vanessa Calucci. Kevin Can Wait is not the only show getting canceled on CBS. The network had also pulled the plug on Mark Ferristine's freshman comedy, 9JKL. It pulled in 6.3 million viewers and a 1.2 rating in the key demo. Jeremy Piven's Wisdom of the Crowd and Bobby Monahan, Me, Myself, and I also was canceled. The former drew an average 8.5 million viewers and a 1.2 rating in the demo, while the latter averaged about 6.1 million viewers and a 1.3 rating. Also joining them is Living Biblically, which is canceled after one season. On Saturday, May 9th, CBS canceled Superior Donuts and Scorpion. Meanwhile, it gave last-minute renewals to Man with a Plan, Criminal Minds, Instinct, and Life in Pieces. And uh, Will Smith, well, he was broke and he owed millions in taxes when he auditioned for The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The rapper shot the famous rapper The Fresh Prince with childhood friend DJ Jazzy Jeff in 1987 with their debut album, Rock the House, and their follow-up album, He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper, went triple platinum in 1989. However, their third studio album, And In This Corner, was a flop, 
and Smith confessed he was in big financial trouble. However, his then-girlfriend, who urged him to visit the Arsenio Hall show to try and turn his career around, and it was there he met Benny Medina, who pitched him the idea for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but Smith turned the role down because he wasn't an actor. Encouraged by legendary music producer Quincy Jones to audition on the spot at the party of it at his mansion, Smith landed the part instantly. Uh, Will Smith did joke and said, quote, that the moral of the story is always say yes and I guess listen to your girlfriend, unquote. And uh, rapper Rick Ross is focused on living life to the fullest after his latest health scare. The Aston Martin music hitmaker was hospitalized after he was found unresponsive in his Miami, Florida home in March, and subsequent reports suggested he was having trouble breathing due to respiratory problems and may have suffered seizures. Addressing his well-being for the first time since the scare, Ross tells uh, Us Weekly magazine that he is feeling great with no health issues to be concerned about. Now, Ross' real name is William Leonard Roberts II, and he is currently working on new music which will address his health woes. In addition to recording new tracks, Ross is investing, uh, investing his time in a new line of grooming products, revealing his nine-piece collection of men's hair care and shaving items, which was inspired in, by sitting in a meeting with hotshot music mogul like Jay-Z and L.A. LA Reid. Right now we have here 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
latest from uh, Maroon 5 called Wait from their latest album, Red Pill Blues. All right, we have 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Mark Anthony has signed a massive new touring deal, which will net him over $160 million. The I Need You singer and executive at, at his longtime concert promoter, CMN, had made history with the most lucrative touring deal ever for a Latin artist. Under the new agreement, CMN bosses will serve as Anthony's exclusive concert promoter throughout North America, Central America, South America, and the Caribbean over the next several years. They will co-promote European concert with Magnus Talent Agency and the booking agency founded by Anthony and veteran agent uh, Michelle Vega. And music officials at Pandora has followed rival streaming service Spotify lead by ending the promotion of R. Kelly's songs on their platform. Spotify bosses announced their bold move on Thursday, May 10, revealing that they were implementing a new hateful conduct conduct provision policy, which would prevent artists who have been accused of questionable or criminal behavior from having their songs included on their popular curated playlist. Kelly found himself among those excluded as he continued to fight sexual violent allegations and claims suggesting he is running a sex cult, and now executives at the online radio service Pandora have revealed that they have taken a similar approach. Fans of the I Believe I Can Fly hitmaker will still be able to enjoy his music on Pandora by searching for his uh, discography or creating their own R. Kelly station, but the tunes will not be actively marketed on their service to users. Kelly representatives have yet to comment on the Pandora news, but after learning of the Spotify playlist removal, they took aim at site's officials, insisting they were making the wrong decision. The renewed uproar over Kelly Private Life recently sparked a new campaign by anti-sexual misconduct activists at Time's Up who took to social media to urge music industry leaders to cut ties with the veteran singer over the claims. Supporters of the, the hashtag Mute R. Kelly effort include director Ava DuVernay and Scandal and Grey's Anatomy creator Shonda Rhimes. And Dominique Monaghan needs his stalker to get lost. The lost star is being harassed by an obsessed fan named Meredith McLarty, according to TMZ, who has written an email that she wants to F the British out of the actor. She has reportedly continued to violate the protective order obtained by the 41-year-old actor by sending the message between October 9th of 2017 and November 7th, 2017, according to TMZ. Monaghan said in court documents obtained by TMZ that he had to delete his public email address and change the way he interacted with his fans due to the level of harassment. He also revealed that he is concerned for his safety after the woman sent a physical piece of mail to his Los Angeles home. Authorities have obtained a search warrant to access 
McLarty's email and social media accounts, according to TMZ. Her correspondence contained disturbing, disturbing poems, partially nude photos, porn site links, and various sexual explicit messages, according to the gossip site. Minority was arrested at LAX in September 2016 after she threatened to kill Monaghan after he obtained the restraining orders. Her threats stretched back to 2004. And Jennifer Lopez says she faced scrutiny about her body from people in the entertainment industry, but she never let it get to her. The 48-year-old star who rose to fame in the 1990s as a dancer, actress, and pop star explained that she comes from a generation where people were fixated on models who wore a size zero. Lopez remains one of the most prominent music artists in the industry nearly two decades after she released her first album in 1999. Her latest single, El Anillo, a song about a woman who's wondering if she'll ever get an engagement ring from her significant other made headlines recently after she explained the song meaning last Wednesday on The Tonight Show. Host Jimmy Fallon jokingly asked if Lopez's boyfriend, former Yankee slugger Alex Rodriguez, was watching as they talked about the engagement ring song. Lopez just replied, no pressure. A-Rod then appeared on the show the following night but wouldn't reveal whether he'd given any thoughts to proposing to Lopez. Rodriguez did admit that he's made a connection between himself and the song when he first saw its lyrics. And Rita Ora has issued an apology after her self-declared bisexual anthem, Girls, sparked backlash within the LGBTQ community for its hurtful, harmful lyrics. The song, released last week, received an assist from the star-studded trio of Cardi B, B.B. Rexa, and Charlie XCX who each contribute various verses. The track lyrics find Aura embracing her bisexuality with the chorus repeating the line, sometimes I just, I just want to kiss girl, girls, girls. But the song was quickly met with backlash from artists within the LGBT community who felt it did more harm than good. Singer Haley Kayoko, who released a song of her own, called Girls Like Girls in 2015 shared a similar notion and wrote on Twitter that the song gave her a knot in her stomach. Aura took to Twitter more, uh, Monday to address the comments and defended herself by explaining that the song was written to reflect experiences she had personally. The British singer had previously described the track as a real gender-fluid freedom record and said it was inspired by Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. And Lindsay Buckingham split from Fleetwood Mac wasn't a choice, the Rocker family confirmed. The band announced in April that it would be torn with two new members, Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Neil Finn of Crowded House and without Buckingham, who joined the group in 1974 with then-girlfriend Stevie Nicks. But while rumors of the ugly breakup swirled, Buckingham stayed quiet until a performance at a fundraiser for Democratic California congressional candidate Mike Levine. Founding members Mick, uh, Mick Fleetwood recently told Rolling Stone that the band had arrived at the impasse of hitting of a brick wall and decided to move on without Buckingham but refused to say the singer had been fired. The band, meanwhile, will kick off in Buckingham Left North American Tour on October 3rd in Tulsa, Oklahoma and hit St. Louis, Portland, Oregon, Denver, Tampa, Boston, and New York along the way. And rapper Meek Mills made a triumphant return to the stage last Saturday for an unannounced set at a Miami music festival marking his first performance since being released from prison last month. Mills surprised fans at the Rolling Loud Festival where he sang a medley of songs including On the Regular, Issues, 
We Boil, and Dreams and Nightmares, according to Rolling Stone. The rapper, whose real name is Robert Reed Meek Williams, was released from Chester State Correctional Institution in Philadelphia April 24 after spending five months behind bars for violating probation. Since regaining his freedom, Mills has embraced a new role as social justice advocate. And a man was shot and killed in Kansas City Friday night after a fight broke out at Yo Gotti's concert. The unidentified victim was found suffering from apparent gunshot wounds by police in a parking lot across the street from the Uptown Theater in Kansas City, Missouri, where Gotti was performing at around 11.30 p.m. Police told the station, WDAF-TV, that a fight inside had ended up spilling out into the parking lot when shots were fired. Witness reportedly heard at least five shots, according to the Action 41 News reporter uh, Andres Gutierrez. Kansas City Police said officers responded and declared the victim dead at the scene, according to 41 Action News. Former NFL player Dwayne Bow, who performed with Joe Gotti at the theater, took to social media to voice his disappointment in the violence. He said, quote, we got to do better. We got to look out for each other, unquote. Yo Gotti, whose real name is Mario Mims, has not responded publicly to the news. Police did not reveal if any arrests had been made or information about police suspects. Yo Gotti was suspected to be a possible person of interest in the shooting of hip-hop artist Young Dolph in September, but authorities later disputed the rumors the two men are known to have an ongoing feud. And Little Wayne missed a scheduled performance Sunday at the Rolling Loud Hip Hop Festival in Miami due to unfortunate events, the rapper wrote in his tweet. A rep for the festival, meanwhile, said that Wayne had had to back out after falling unexpectedly ill ahead of his set time. Wayne has been scheduled to take the stage at around 9.15 p.m. as one of the star-studded festival headliners. Audience members began to vent their frustration over his absence as they waited in the pouring rain for the rapper to arrive. Organizers of the sold-out festival also directed directed drenched fans to go watch Future instead without elaborating on what prompted the lollipop artist to cancel his show. Tickets for the three-day festival, uh, Florida festival was sold from between $425 to a whopping $1,000. Wayne wasn't the only big name on the festival's original set list who didn't end up performing. The event was one of several gigs that Bronx-born rapper Cardi B canceled as she neared the birth of her child, Gucci Mane was also forced to miss his performance on Saturday after falling ill and being replaced by DJ Khaled. Kevin Gates and Young Boy Never Broke Again were also no-showed after legal issues prevented them from traveling. Rolling Loud announced last week on Twitter. Travis Scott, J. Cole, 21 Savage, and Lil Uzi Vert were among the big names who performed at the festival, in addition to Future, who brought out Nicki Minaj, Chris Brown, and Young Thud, during this set. And uh, for the last remaining story, uh, Frances being Cobain, ex-husband, gets her dad's guitar, but she gets her freedom. Kurt Cobain's famous 1959 Martin D. ATE acoustic guitar from Nevada's 1993 MTV Unplugged episode will now go to his 25-year-old artist ex, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Silva, as part of their divorce settlement. Silva, who played in the band, the Eries claimed that Bean uh, had gifted him the guitar, which was one of just 300 made in that model. 
Francis Bean Cobain filed for divorce from Isaiah Silva in 2016. Bean filed for divorce in 2016 just two years after a secret ceremony in June of 2014. Her mother, Courtney Love, wasn't invited. She also gets the house they brought together, according to TMZ, and doesn't have to provide any spousal support. Silva has been asked for 25000 a month. Wow. Right now we got a minute left remaining in the show. I'd like to thank everybody who tuned in today. If you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page right here on Blog Talk Radio. And if you're not a registered listener here, register. It's free, and uh, it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you check us out on uh, Facebook. Post stories that will be on the show and some that I didn't get around to. So check us up, check out, check us out on Facebook.com, and also follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. And don't forget, the Billboard Music Awards is this Sunday, 8 p.m. on NBC. Janet Jackson is getting ready to perform live that evening, so don't forget. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care.